Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And sorry for the late upload, friends. I had COVID. Yeah. So we could not do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this week we did watch Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Yes. Very exciting. And um, this came out December 21st, 2005. So it wasn't on Christmas like the last one was, but I'm sure this was the closest day of whatever day they released it. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire cast is back. The whole Baker clan. Mm-hmm. Um, we, but we also get some new friends and faces. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Eugene Levy, obviously. I remember watching Shit's Creek for the first time, and I was like, that's the guy from Cheaper Brother Dozen 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously he's in Shit's Creek. He is a staple of the American Pie franchise. Um, he's been in many Christopher Guest movies, like Waiting... Not for Guff- Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. Um, he sort of got his start on Second City TV, which was a, like a sketch show in Canada. And that's where he first met Catherine O'Hara. And that's why they work so well together. Incredible. Love it. Um, sorry, I just literally got texts from work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, next we have Carmen Electra, who, fun fact, her real name is Tara Lee Patrick. Um, she was a model. She was in Baywatch for a brief moment. She was in all of the scary date epic movies. And she's known for the way she looks. Being hot. Yep. Um, Taylor Lautner! <laughs> who plays <Classic>. Elliot. <laughs> um, fun fact, this was like his first like major, well no, it was Sharkborn Lateral was first. I don't know who I was thinking of. Never mind. Taylor Lautner was obviously Sharkboy. Sharkborn Lateral Girl. Um, he was obviously in Twilight. Of course. He played Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, he was in the television show Scream Queens in the second season. Yep. And he was also in the classic movie Valentine's Day where he met one Taylor Swift and inspired the song back to December so thank you Taylor Lautner for that he also had that one like weird movie that was like taken or abducted or, like, yeah I did see that yeah I I've seen it and I remember it was like such a big thing it was like around when Twilight was coming out so they really thought that Taylor Lautner's career was gonna like launch and go crazy and it did not end up happening sorry about that Taylor um <laughs> but no. I remember all the hype for the movie and I watched it and I was like it was a bad movie yeah I was just like okay <laughs> underwhelmed I I just like jumped up like I we we've established and we'll get to it whenever we watch the Twilight series I was not a Twilight fan but I was like ooh, Taylor Lautner's hot when I was in middle school <laughs> just to like just to like be part of the trend a bit I didn't I didn't really think he was that hot <laughs> Yeah. He was no Darren Chris from Glee, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next we have Jonathan Bennett, who plays Nora's husband. Uh, We all know him as Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. Um, My favorite story about Mean Girls is that Tina Fey cast Jonathan Bennett because he looked like Jimmy Fallon. All right. (laughs) He's also in many Hallmark movies. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) He's also gay, fun fact. Love that for him. Um, and lastly, we have Robbie Amel, 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 who plays one of the Murtaugh's. Um, he was in Life with Derek. He played one of Casey's boyfriends. 
He was in the movie Picture This with Ashley Tisdale. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. He played a guy who resembled a dog or who acted like a dog. He, like, his name was literally Scooby. Um, he was in True Jackson VP. He played Jimmy the Mailroom Boy <laughs> and True's Love Interest. Um, he was in the movie The Duff. Uh, he was in an episode or two of Modern Family. And he was in a series of unfortunate events, the most recent uh, version. He played the guy at the carnival who was ambidextrous. He's also in Bring It On, All or Nothing, In It to Win It, one of the later Bring It On. Oh, wait, yes. Yeah. The one with um, Hannah, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, and the uh, Lauren, I don't know what her name is, from um, Make It or Break It. Yeah. So. Um, that's all I have for people. Other people have illustrious careers, but I never saw them in anything, so I don't care. Yeah. Okay, so we open. Again, like I said before, the Chief Brothers and soundtracks are the best non-musical soundtracks of any movie ever. I think <laughs> the second one is definitely not as good as the first one. Okay, well, I think it's pretty good. Because we <laughs> open on I Wish by Stevie Wonder. I love this song. <laughs> it's all the kids, they're all getting out of the car because they're arriving late for Lorraine's high school graduation. Um, we see Lorraine graduate. Uh, we cut to her graduation party. Yeah, this is, okay, this is an intense party. Like, this looks like a wedding, not yeah. a graduation Everyone is party. dressed so nice. Yeah, and it's catered, and they have a bar. Yeah, can we talk about Sarah's outfit? <laughs> oh, no, what's Sarah's outfit? I didn't pay attention. It's, it's a blue skirt and, like, one of those, like, football jersey t-shirts you get from limited too <laughs> it's like pink with like a jersey number on it and then like a blue skirt i feel like i definitely would have worn that in middle school oh yeah i mean that like the sporty but like trying to be girly but like you but like your mom makes you wear a skirt yeah i mean no that was a look back then it was a vibe <laughs> anyway we're at lorraine's graduation party um nora is pregnant and married to bud and it seems like the family's pretty accepting of bud unlike hank yeah, um, we don't hear about any pranks that have happened to him, so we assume they haven't happened. I feel like they definitely did, though, because, okay, I wish they would have, like, gone more into, like, Bud and, like, maybe, like, a little bit about his backstory, like, coming into the Baker family, because we got so much with Hank, and mm -hmm. now he was wrong for Nora and wrong for the Bakers, but Bud kind of seems like, just like, almost like a himbo, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Okay, if they did prank him, just I like, think he just pranked them back. And I feel, they, yeah, I feel like he, he like, the respect. he'd either prank them back or he'd, like, laugh and go along with it and be like, ah, you guys got me good. <laughs> yeah, I think he had to earn their respect. Yeah. And Hank was unwilling to do that and never could have. Right. Um, so... Dad yeah. is giving a toast at this yeah. graduation <laughs> party to Lorraine and he's just talking about how he's so proud of her, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but before she leaves for her internship at Allure magazine, she's moving to New York City in the fall, even though she could stay in Chicago. Wouldn't he be so fucking proud? Yeah. <laughs> and 18, yeah. getting an internship in New York City at Allure magazine? Yeah, but instead he's like, you should stay in Chicago. Um, so then Nora and Bud go up to talk. They start to give yeah, a toast. Yeah, they start to give a toast. And they're like, by the way, we're moving to Houston Bye. Yeah, literally. It's if I were at graduation party and you say this into the microphone? Exactly. Why? <laughs> That's uh, like proposing at someone else's wedding. Exactly. Why are they doing this? <laughs> and so obviously, like, Tom and Kate are not happy. Or at least Tom's not happy. Yeah. Um, I have it in here. I was like, everyone seems to like Bud. He seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Charlie goes off to 
work, I think. He's in college in the city. It seems like he and Tom are on much better terms than the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorraine, like, is going to spend a weekend with a friend, so she goes off to, like, leaving her own graduation party. Yeah, Dad keeps trying to find the kids to wrangle them up so they can play their touch football game that they do every year, but everyone has other plans. Oh, no. You know who doesn't have other plans? Sarah. Sarah. And that's definitely going to come back <laughs> later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I always loved Allison Stoner as a child. Same. She was like, she was a tomboy, and I was like, I'm a tomboy. We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a comfort. <coughs> She's a relatable character. We always see her. We always know what to expect from her. A top-notch performance every time. She's really good. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry that you had to be a child actress, though. Yeah, we're sorry you went through all of that. It didn't seem like fun. I know she spoke, she's yeah, spoken out. She, not about think. it. I was like, yeah, she, she uses she, her. Yeah. I think she's like either identifies as queer or bisexual or something along those lines um but yeah all mad respect for Allison Stoner otherwise known as Sally from like super short show whenever I learned her name was not Sally my mind was fucking (laughs) I was like (gasps) wait how many of the Baker kids do you think are not straight well we already know Morgan York is not straight yeah but like no 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 they're characters oh they're characters okay Sarah obviously is gay She may think she has a crush on Elliot, but, like, we all know. I feel like maybe both of the girl twins are not straight. I wouldn't say, like, just lesbian. I feel I like... I could definitely see that. Even if just for, like, research purposes. Oh, yeah. They're, they, like, announce to the family. They're like, hi, like, we're gonna be experimenting next semester. <laughs> Please, if you have any questions. <laughs> I think Mark is gay. Yeah, I could see that. The frogs. Maybe non-binary. Apparently frogs and non-binary people, they go um, together. The kid in band who wears the newsboy caps. <laughs> <laughs> he might grow out of that. <laughs> I'd like to preface this that we are not experts. No. <laughs> I, we're just we're just supposing. We're just suspecting. We're just assuming. Well, okay, it's like one out of four. That's yeah, like that's, what they, that's what they say. I would listen to Tyler Oakley. And he has three siblings, and his siblings would always say, like, it's one out of four, and he was like, I'm the one. Yeah. And I know a family, I know of a family with eight kids, and two of their kids are gay. Yeah, so it's gotta be three of them. (laughs) I feel like of, I would say one of the twin girls, I feel like both might be a little too much. Mm. I would say Mark, I think that's fair. And Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) That, That would be my guesses. Nice. I think the Bakers would be accepting. Oh yeah, Definitely. I like, think, of all the things we have said about the Bakers, like, they're a very, like, open family. Yeah, I think Tom would, like, make some, like, jokes. Not, like, I think not in would, bad taste. I don't think he would, like, uh, like, you know, like, kick them out or, like, cuss them out or anything, but I think it would take him a little while, like, internally to come around to it. Yeah, well, especially because in the first movie they didn't want, uh, Hank sleeping in the same room with Nora before they were married. They have, like, a little bit of, like, weird rules. So, like, if one of them brought home their, like, boyfriend or girlfriend, I feel like it would be weird vibes at first. Yeah. But they would eventually all come around. Yes. So, that's our hypothetical. <laughs> High tangent if one on... of the bakers were gay. <laughs> if multiple of the bakers were gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, where are we? Uh, okay, so Sarah and Tom were going to play the touch football game at Lorraine's graduation party. Um, so back at home, Tom and Kate go into Lorraine's room. They find that there's a family album that was left on her bed. Lorraine was probably looking through it, reminiscing as she graduates high school. 
they open it and they start going through all the photos and like oh like remember when we used to go every summer to the lake up in wisconsin like yeah like oh like that was so much fun like sarah lost her teeth there oh look there was jimmy murtaugh who used to be there all the time too he was a competitive piece of shit didn't actually say that but it was implied yeah um so tom was like what if we like go back to the lake because the theme sort of around this movie is like parents like letting go of their kids and letting them like make their own decisions. Yeah, the their three oldest kids are all kind of like they're all going to be out of the house by that point and so they're kind of realizing like oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And so Tom is like what if we go back to the lake one more time like last like family vacation all 12 of us plus bud. <laughs> um so they call a family meeting. And initially, the kids aren't too excited, but then they're like, well, you know what? Yeah, like, summers there were pretty fun, so I think it would be a fun time. Um, and so whenever we, they... Okay, we never learned when the last time they went to that place was, but we guess it's before the last set of twins was born. Because! because yeah, do you remember this scene? I remember this as a kid. Yes. Like, it was kind of over my head, but I was just like, okay... I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I sort of, like, I got where they were going because from Kate's reaction. Okay, so the scene is, they're like, we're gonna, they tell the family, like, we're gonna go to Lake Quinnetka, and the youngest set of twins, who are probably, like, what, like, six or seven at this point? Yeah. They say, hey, like, Lake is my middle name, and Winnetka is mine. <laughs> Could you imagine your middle name being <laughs> Nigel Lake or Kyle Lake? Kyle Lake Baker or Nigel Lake Baker or <laughs> Nigel Winnetka Baker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but at least Winnetka's, like, a name, like, Lake. <laughs> but, and then Tom just casually mentions, he goes, oh, you two were conceived in Lake Winnetka. Yeah. And so, obviously, they're like, what does conceived mean? So then the other set of twins, they go, it means mom and dad, and then Kate cuts them off very quickly, and she's like, oh, I had a conversation that we'll have later in the years to come. So, like, from that, I was like, oh, like, I can, like, grab from context like, what they're talking about. But I, I didn't know what, like, the meaning of the word conceived when I was yeah. eight years old. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, why would you tell your children that? <laughs> and then why would you name them after the place they were conceived? Honestly, like, the impact that this movie had on me as a child, I wrote it down later. There's certain things that I, like, learned from this movie that have just stuck with me ever since. So Yeah, about being conceived and then being named <laughs> after where you were conceived. That's so weird. <laughs> Bakers. <laughs> Like, yeah. you seem like a very nice people, but some of the things, some of the things. <laughs> Strange. Um, okay, so Charlie, it's um, decided that uh, Charlie and Lorraine will arrive a few days later than everyone else. Um, the whole family takes their giant... Um, Do you think they were, like, busy with other projects? Why was that, like, a part of it? Charlie, uh, let's see, Hillary, this was post-Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Like, Hillary Duff definitely looks older. Yeah. Um... I don't know what she would have been doing. Because, I mean, I, uh, I think... Charlie was probably in Smallville. Yeah. But I don't know what Hilary Duff would have been doing. Maybe she was recording her album. Maybe she was recording Metamorphosis. Could be. The life-changing album Metamorphosis. <laughs> and couldn't... I actually don't know that album. I never Maybe had Maybe she was uh, recording according to Greta. Maybe. It's a classic movie. <laughs> yeah, so, like, though, for a second I was like, well, Charlie probably had to work. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize you were talking about the actors at the end. <laughs> anyway, so the whole kids, they arrive in their giant murder van, because they have to have a giant van for all their 12 children. Um, they arrive at the cottage. It's, like, a bit, like, worn down than they remember, because obviously when you're older, your memories are less, uh, what's the word I'm looking Sharp. for? I don't know, like, less nostalgia, or, like, it's more nostalgia, your memories. Anyway, 
Um, they look across the water. There's, like, this giant mansion with, like, jet skis and boats and, like, inflatables on the lake and stuff. Um, it turns out that Jimmy Murtaugh actually lives there now and owns much of the property along the lake. Um, the guy who owns the house that they're staying at invites them to a clam bake. And then the chiseler, which is a rat that lives in the house, goes and steals Tom's keys. So we get, like, a, a scene very reminiscent of, like, the frog at breakfast time. Yeah. Of this animal wrecking havoc and everyone trying to grab it. Yeah, I didn't remember, like how much physical comedy they had Steve Martin do in these movies <laughs> until rewatching them now. And as we've said in other podcast episodes, at least personally, I am not a big fan of physical comedy. Like, I guess maybe as a kid it was funnier, but still, it's like, okay. I don't really think I care too much for it. When it comes to, like, certain aspects, I mean, I don't know if this is technically physical comedy, but, like, bodily injury in a f- comedy movie makes me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> like, it's, like, there's a scene in Game Night whenever Jason Bateman gets a bullet through his arm, <laughs> and they're both, like, about to throw up as she's, like, pouring alcohol on the wound and, like, trying to get the bullet out. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, it's just, like, Steve Martin but, like, like running around and flailing. Yeah. Like, I know that that's supposed to be very funny, no. but it's, it's not that funny. Just, like, running and, like, falling. Yeah. <laughs> Underwhelming. In real life, when it's unexpected, it is very funny. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's, like, your friend or something. Hilarious. Yes. I'm going to tell a story that just happened a few days ago. <laughs> so, recently, I went on a trip with a few of our friends, and we were in the hotel room, and all of a sudden, one of our friends, a uh, fan of the pod, Annie, who will be joining us for the Click movie, by the way, whenever we get there. Can't wait. We hear a boom boom in the shower. <laughs> And we're like, are you okay? And then just a laugh coming out of the bathroom. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. So we're on our way to the clam bake. For some reason, Mark and Jake secretly bring fireworks in a backpack. It's not really established why. Maybe just to cause trouble. Well, it's Labor Day weekend, so I guess that's why they have fireworks. So it's Labor Day and they're not in school yet? <laughs> Apparently not. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the family is completely underdressed, because they said it was a clam bake, so they're all in their, like, normal everyday clothes, but yeah. everyone there is dressed, like, ca- like, more, a step above casual. I don't know what They're wearing, called. like, dresses and heels yeah. and stuff. I don't know what a clam bake is, and I don't know why everyone apparently does, but... Well, my favorite scene in this is whenever <laughs> and Jessica are at the buffet, that's, that's the two girl twins, and they ask for clams, and the chef is like, there are no clams, and she says... So this clam bake is clamless. Why not just call it a buffet? Sometimes I feel like a stranger on this planet. And the other one says, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Which is the most dramatic thing ever. And I love it so much. I think that these twin girls deserved to have more fleshed out characters. That is something that I will talk about in this movie. Like, we get glimpses of some of the... Like, the one kid who's before the twins, I don't even know his name. I know nothing about him. He practically doesn't the exist. The skater one? Yeah. Yeah, he's just the skater one. Yeah, I know nothing about him. <laughs> and, like, the same with the brother, like, who fell in his own puke in the last movie. The, the one with the new boy cats. Yeah. He likes Charlie. That's all I got. Yeah, but that's not even co- come back to in this movie. He's uh, in he, the band. He plays, yeah, he's in the band. He plays clarinet. <laughs> that's it. Um, so, anyway, they're at the clam bake. All the kids run off, and Tom and Kate see Jimmy Murtaugh. Um, Jimmy introduces his new wife, Serena, who is very clearly, like, 20 to 30 years younger than him. Yeah. But for some reason, we learn later in the movie, she takes care of his kids. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna talk about her character a little bit later once we learn more about her. I will get to my thoughts later. Yeah. Um, so, Tom and Jimmy just, like, immediately get competitive. They're talking about the Labor Day Cup that their families participated in every year. Um, just immediately, like, oh, like, well, you never won. Um, it was always neck and neck, and that's something that Tom kind of brings up a lot, because as we know, he's pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, but it's also very obvious that Jimmy Murtaugh is extremely competitive. Yeah, and it bugs Tom, one, how competitive he is, and two, that he always wins. Yeah. Um, so, Elliot, Elliot Murtaugh, Jimmy's son, meets up Taylor with- Taylor Lautner. Yes, meets up with Sarah, Jake, and Mark, and they're like, oh, like, and like, all these kids know each other, too. Yeah, I, they, I guess they have memories from, like, the last time they went, which even though it, it would be before Nigel and Kyle, so they would have been very young, the Yeah, timeline. and that's why they're all kind of like, oh, like, Elliot, it's you, like, you look different. Yeah. And that's why Sarah, this time, as we've uh, grown up a little bit, she is immediately smitten with Elliot. Elliot is too. Yeah. Um, so, Mark sees Kenny, Kenny Murtaugh, who... Apparently is called Kenny the Maniac, which was clearly, like, a voiceover that they dubbed in after this was filmed to, like, introduce us a little bit more. Apparently he's, like, always getting Mark in trouble and stuff like that, or at least he used to. Yeah, again, I don't know why they, like, try and insert all of this stuff, just, like, random things. I don't think that that was necessary, but what do we know? Yeah. Like, it seems like these kids, like, all these kids are friends with each other. Yeah. But also just, like, vacation friends. Yeah. Um, so, Mark leaves his backpack full of fireworks on the buffet next to Open Flames. Great idea. Um, because then the fireworks start, uh, exploding. Mark grabs the backpack and throws it in a boat, which, uh, catches fire and explodes and wrecks the whole buffet. Again, a whole scene causing that. Um, and that's when Jimmy criticizes Tom's parenting. Something about, like, keeping them on a short lease and shit like that. So that's, like, another thing about going back and forth, Tom and Jimmy, because Jimmy's kids, he, like, operates a very, like, strict regime. And as we learned from the first movie, too, uh, Kate and Tom provide a loving home. They do discipline, but not a lot. Well, yeah, it's not, like, a strict thing, but it's, like, letting their kids be kids. Yeah. Um, and that's when Jimmy also invites the kids, the Baker kids, to the Murtaugh home at any time. And all the kids seem very excited about Which that. Which Jimmy doesn't do for any reason besides to make Tom mad. Yeah. Like, he's not doing this, like, out of the kindness of his own heart. But it's like, ah, I know that their place is shitty and this is going to make Tom mad. His kids are going to see how much better than I am than him. Yeah. Um, so... The next morning, Dad wakes everyone up bright and early. Charlie uh, and Lorraine arrive. Yeah, everyone wants to go to the Murtaugh's after breakfast, um, and Dad is disappointed because he's like, well, we're gonna do this and this and this, and they're like, well, can't we do that, like, tomorrow? We want to just, like, go check out. They have all these sea-doos and stuff. So they all leave, and Dad... Oh, uh, Charlie sees a girl swimming with a butterfly tramp stamp, and he's <laughs> like, who's this girl? At the lake? Oh my god. So much so that he falls over into the lake. So Tom decides to, like, do some renovations. He's like, I'm going to spruce this place up a bit. Yeah, to this house that they're renting? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know, but Someday by Sugar Ray is playing during this time, and then it changes to Express Yourself. Like, Express Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next, the, that night, Tom makes everyone sleep in tents outside, uh, for a campfire. I don't get that either. Why are you paying for this house, and then you're gonna sleep outside when you could sleep inside? I, 
Maybe he thought it was a fun thing to do. Maybe they did it before. It does not seem fun I to me. I don't know. They have a campfire. They're all making s'mores, having a great time. Um, they, uh, so the Murtaugh's see that they're all hanging out, and one of the Murtaugh kids is like, oh, could we go over and hang out with the bakers? But Jimmy's like, oh, no, no, no. Let's None have that. a fondue party. Yeah. <laughs> so they start having their party, and then Tom looks across and sees, like, oh, they're all hanging out, whatever. He's like, what if we sing, guys? Let's sing a campfire song. Yeah, so then they start singing Michael Finnegan, which has come up at points in my life, and obviously I always think, I was like, oh, this is the song that the baker sang, and she really doesn't do. I knew this song before this movie because I had this VHS that was just, like, a bunch of children's songs, and this mm-hmm. was one of them. Classic, yeah, so they start singing good. Michael Finnegan very, it's Michael, Michael Finnegan? Yeah, Michael Finnegan. Very, very loud. So then the Murtaugh's start singing, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? harmonizing (laughs) (laughs) i always thought that the bakers seemed a lot like a lot more fun like i wouldn't want to sing that that's i know they're all like but then they like put a little soul in it and they're like still they're even adding some like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's uh a beginning version a early draft of what that one scene from stepbrothers is (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen all of stepbrothers but that scene with Adam Scott in the car and Catherine Hahn. Classic. Sweet amazing. Child of mine. Yes. Yeah, I have no interest in the rest of the movie. But that scene, incredible. One time one of our friends started making us watch it and we're like, when's the scene? When's the scene? <laughs> and then the scene came and we're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing else that I saw lived up to it. That's just the funniest part. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next morning, Tom and Kate exit their tents that they slept in. It turns out all the kids, after they went to bed, went and slept in their own rooms with mattresses, which I don't really blame them for. Um, Jimmy arrives on a wakeboard and invites everyone to brunch. Um, and that's when, why can't we be friends, plays. Um, so they all, all the bakers arrive at Jimmy's McMansion. They bring Gunner, which just <laughs> seems like a bad idea from the start. Yeah, um, Elliot invites... Gunner is their dog, Elliot, <laughs> for anyone who forgot. Yeah, Elliot invites Sarah on the boat with Jake before eating. Uh, Charlie goes with, down to the wine cellar with Annie, the Murtaugh's oldest daughter, who's in college at Harvard. Um, J- who's Jay? Jimmy brings Tom to the Murtaugh trophy room, okay? So this is an entire room filled with all of the children's sports and academic trophies. And there's, like, a reel of, I guess, like, news clippings of every time they won something that just constantly plays in their house. Like, I'm not a parent, but I feel like that's not great. No, this is psychotic behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, Jimmy's just, like, bragging about his kids like he does. Uh, Charlie... Charlie is down in the wine cellar with Annie. Yeah. And that's when he sees her butterfly tramp stamp. So now we know that the girl swimming was Annie. So they're bringing, like, wine and orange juice up to brunch, um, on the deck. And he, like, whispered something about her tattoo. And she freaks out, causing Charlie to spill orange juice all over Kate's white shirt. Um, so Serena is like, oh, like, I've got a shirt you can borrow, you can wear it while that one, like, gets in the wash and dries out. Um, and Annie tells Charlie, she's like, do not say anything, my father will kill me. Um, so on the deck, Tom goes over to talk to Sarah. Apparently, 
She hasn't pulled as many pranks in the past few years. Yes, I think because uh, she keeps getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and because she, she sa- he says, he's like, are you still in touch with your dark ways? <laughs> Meaning that she, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> and she's like, maybe. And, she's, and Tom's like, I need you to nail Jimmy. Um, so she's like, okay, but no grounding, no lectures, no nothing. I get off scot-free. You asked me to do this. <laughs> and he's like, deal. Um, so she recruits Nigel and Kyle, who, again, it's a very reminiscent from the first movie. Well, yeah, they just pull the same prank, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nigel and Kyle let Gunner off the leash, and uh, Sarah puts some breakfast meat in Jimmy's seat cushion. Uh, but the way, like, the place settings are, Serena insists that Tom sit next to Kate in Jimmy's seat. Um, so, Sarah's trying, like, across the table, like, to warn Tom, like, stop it, stop it, like, you're in the, you're in the seat, you're in the hot seat, but he doesn't understand. So then Gunner, uh, gets left off the leash. Oh, wait, before that, Kate comes out in her new shirt, which is very low-cut, and says, hot mama. And rhinestones. <laughs> rhinestones. All the kids are staring, like, what the actual fuck. <laughs> Even her own kids are staring at her. I'm... I- no, I <laughs> tried to think. I was like, would I be surprised? I was like, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, mean, maybe if it said, like, hot mama, I'd probably, like, give my mom <laughs> shit for it. Yeah, I feel like I would laugh, but yeah. I wouldn't be, like, staring, dumbstruck. <laughs> um, so she sits down, and that's when Gunner is let loose. He destroys the entire dining set, which was a gift from the king of Thailand that somehow Jimmy knows. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, Gunner goes for Tom's crotch where the meat is. It's sort of the same thing, and then Tom and Jimmy are, like, like, Gunner's out there, but they can't find him. He, like, hid away for a second, but then he comes out and attacks, and both Tom and Jimmy fall over into the lake. Um, Dad apologizes again uh, for Gunner just, like, ruining all the stuff, and we get this, like, momentary goodbye scene between Elliot and Sarah. Um, he, like, like, waves a little, like... Yeah. Bye, Sarah. That's pretty much it. And then... Yeah, because then, then, or later that day, or the next day or something, Ellie comes... Ellie... Elliot comes over to go boarding with Sarah. Uh, she's not out yet, so Tom, like, interrogates him, basically. Yeah. And he's like, so, like, you in a band? And he's like, uh, marching band at school? And he's <laughs> like, oh, like, that probably, like, cuts into your grades. And he's like, no, I'm an honor student. I get straight A's. <laughs> and then he... And then he's like, oh, like, so you don't have time for, like, extracurriculars? He's like, no, I do, like skateboarding and lacrosse <laughs> basically like a perfect person yeah um so sarah comes out and they leave but tom decides to join them to go kneeboarding um so tom is in the back of the boat uh elliot's oldest brother who we don't really hear from is driving the boat and sarah and elliot are in the back kind of like flirting with each other yeah and they're supposed to be watching for like whenever he falls off because they need to like tell them to stop the boat yeah if you've ever been to the lake and you've been tubing you know the vibe (laughs) (laughs) so tom goes he immediately like starts getting dragged through the water i don't know why he doesn't just let go i guess for the physical comedy yeah but he just like gets dragged through the water basically his entire body sore he's in like this giant like head-to-toe black wetsuit so he leaves uh, completely, like, obliterated. He goes and he lays, like, on his back, in on his bed, and Kate walks out and she goes, oh, oh, I'll put on some perfume. And I don't know what about this scene makes Kate think that it's, like, it's, like, time to get down. 
He's like laying on the bed in a head-to-toe wetsuit with a helmet. I don't understand. <laughs> Listen, we don't know how Nigel and Kyle were conceived. I don't know. Uh, he said that he got a, he got a vasectomy, <laughs> but then they didn't wait long enough. He got a vasectomy, like, right before they went to the lake in the summer. <laughs> that seems like bad timing on his part. Maybe that's why he was laying like that. He's trying to rest. I guess. I, guess. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, Tom says, uh, so they're all out, they're all having dinner outside, and Tom turns to Sarah, and he's like, oh, like, I talked with Elliot a little bit. I can see why you like him. So, obviously, Sarah, who's, like, 13 or 14, is... Like, absolutely embarrassed and pissed off. Um, and so she walks away, and Lorraine is like, Dad, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, so Lorraine goes and tries to, like, talk to Sarah. And as like, we learned from the last movie, they have a very, like, give-and-take relationship. Yeah. Like, very rocky. So Lorraine tries to be like, hey, I understand. Like, She's like, Dad, I've been through this before. <laughs> yeah, Dad is embarrassing about also, boys. Also, I'm pretty sure Sarah is the next girl after Lorraine. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, um, but Sarah does not accept this. She's just like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, go away. I don't want to see anyone. Which I, it's also understandable. But Lorraine is also kind of pissed. She's well, like, yeah, she's mad because she tried to like go out of her way to be comforting, and like that's probably what she would have wanted. Uh, yeah. But she tells the family she can't wait to leave and go to New York. Yeah. So uh, Charlie decides to go for a run in the woods, and he runs into Annie at this like little gazebo in the forest. Yeah. He decides to hide behind a tree after she like gets out from swimming and scares her. Yeah, that's a great fucking idea. Yeah. A w- woman alone in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have this little like flirty moment, which is like obvious. I don't know. I don't understand how many Murtaugh Baker relationships we're gonna have, but. Yeah, they basically talk. Annie is at Harvard, and she's supposed to, like, take over Jimmy's business whenever she graduates. But she doesn't want to do that. She wants to go to art school, but she never told him because that would uh, make him upset. And Charlie is like, uh, she's like, you always hated the city. Like, why are you going to college in the city? Like, you always wanted to live up here. And Charlie's like, yeah, I would love to live up here and, like, open my own garage or some shit. So they bond over that. <clears throat> um, Tom and Kate arrive for a game of tennis with Jimmy and Serena. And it's basically this whole thing of, like, it's supposed to be doubles tennis, but Tom and Jimmy are so competitive that it becomes singles tennis. Um, <coughs> and it's, like, this whole thing. Yeah, we cut back to Charlie and Annie <coughs> briefly, and she's been drawing him. He sees the drawing, and it's so good. And they, like, again, talk about, like, oh, you're just doing what your dad wants you to do. But, like, they're both realizing that they're both doing that. Yeah, so Mark agrees to get into a call a golf cart with Kenny, and they, like, drive it around the Lake Country Club or whatever. Yeah, and at the same time, for some reason, um, Sarah is in, like, the hotel lobby at the lake. Like, the gift shop. Yeah, and she's trying to steal makeup because she's embarrassed. She wants to wear makeup whenever she hangs out with Elliot, um, but, like, doesn't... We saw a little scene of her, like, looking at somebody else's makeup, but she didn't know what to do, and she didn't want to ask for help. But she gets caught stealing, so the security goes out and tells Tom and, uh... At the same time, Kenny and Mark crash the golf cart into the tennis court. Yeah. Um, so then Jimmy calls all the Baker kids screw-ups. Yeah. And says that Tom doesn't discipline him enough. Like, dude, mm, mm, that's a step too far. Well, yeah, and then he also, at the same time, challenges them to the, like, Labor Day Cup that they've never won. This is the scene that sticks out in my mind. It's Eugene Levy looking wide-eyed at Steve Martin, and he goes, and he goes, we'll see about that. For the cup! Just him saying, (laughs) for the cup! I I don't know why. I don't know why. This is so prevalent in my mind. 
Maybe it was in the trailers they used to play. Maybe. But Tom also says that uh, Jimmy has his kids so tightly wound that they're going to crack someday. Yeah. Um, so Kate walks with Sarah to talk to her. And Sarah's just like, I'm like embarrassed about makeup. Like, I'm not pretty like Nora or Lorraine. Which, like, yeah, those are her two older sisters. And Kate's like, listen, like, you're, like, she gives her, like, you know, your typical little pep talk to a teenage girl. Like, you're beautiful, like, you never have to be anyone but yourself when you like someone. And, like, obviously, like, Elliot has liked you so far just being yourself. Like, you don't have to pretend or do anything. Yeah, and I will say, later on we'll get to it, but, like, I wish that they would have stuck with this more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but it's a nice little mother-daughter moment, and she's just like, it's all good. Like, we support you, we love you. Great. Yeah, so Tom begins coaching all the kids for the cup very intensely, and we know this because Under Pressure plays over this whole <laughs> training montage. Yeah. So there's there's an egg toss between Kim and Jessica, twin girls again, <laughs> and it's, I relate to it so hard. <laughs> They're just, like, tossing the egg, and Tom is sitting there. He's, like, very angry, he's very determined, so he's like, toss, 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 which, like, what else are you going to do with an egg toss? Yeah. And so... You don't get points for going faster. Yeah, and so they start yelling at They're like, I'm tossing! <laughs> and so eventually one of them's like, I can't handle the pressure! And like throws the egg on the ground and walks away and the other one starts crying. <laughs> Which like, same. Yeah. <laughs> with literally everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree then, with you. We really should have gone into those twins more. I love them so much. Exactly. <laughs> they deserve more of a plot line. Um, Tom is also just bad at this because, so, they're going to practice a three-legged race, and he picks the, like, skater kid who's older than Sarah, and then the skater kid who's, like, younger. Mike. Yeah, the one who's a little bit older than the twins. So one is, like, ginormously tall, and the other is, like, four feet tall. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be bad at a three-legged race. Yeah, they also, they have, um, practice volleyball serves. Apparently no one's ever played volleyball before because no one can get it over the net. Yeah. Except for Sarah, probably, but she's so pissed at Tom that she doesn't even want to try. Yeah. Um, they have Bud and one of the other kids on the other side of the net just waiting, and there's a scene where Bud is talking on the phone because no one can get it over the net, and once someone finally does, he gets hit in the head and, like, gives her a thumbs up. I thought that scene was hilarious when I was a child. We love the support. That's yeah, why we like again, Bud. We like Bud. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we see mom going to the grocery store and she's picking up food for the whole family and she runs into Serena and they have this like little mom bonding moment where Serena's like how do you take care of 12 kids because I'm trying to handle these eight and I have no idea what I'm doing they're not even my kids like I don't Mm. what's going on and like uh Jimmy's no help he only cares about like being the best but he doesn't care about their feelings and so mom tries to like give her some advice and we see like mom was like never mean to Serena but we see a moment where they like connect more yeah it did it, they have no reason to have beef with each other. Yeah. And this is kind of the first time they get to experience, like, being in each other's company without their husband so that they can bond. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We get, like, this short little scene of dinner at the Baker house. Um, it's very quiet. No one's talking. And Nora gets pissed because she's like, this might be, like, the last time we're all together in one place. And, Dad, you're totally fucking ruining it. And she leaves. But then she comes back and gets her food because she's pregnant and hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad sees Elliot, like, kiss Sarah on the cheek when they're dropping her off, I guess, from, like, wakeboarding or something, and he's like, what is going on here? Um, and so Sarah goes to ask Dad if she can go to the movies with Elliot tonight. Can I go to the movies with Elliot Murtaugh tonight? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And so dad, like, reluctantly agrees. And so this is where we're coming back to, like, the thing of, like, letting your kids go. And especially since, like, Sarah was the last one to stay at Lorraine's graduation party. So it's, like, especially tough. I also think, like, Charlie played football, but I don't think he was ever that serious about it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, Sarah loves sports. And she'll, I feel like she'll be, like, down to play touch football with her dad anytime. And so it's, like, another thing to add on to that. Yeah, well, and, like, there's Like, it's different from, like, Lorraine going on a date. (laughs) Yeah, and there's also just something, too, about her being one of the younger ones and, like, having that role of, like, being, like, the more sporty whatever, and now she's stepping into this, like, oh, like, dating or whatever. Yeah, and also, like, the next girl in line after. Like, I feel like Nora and Lorraine, it wasn't, like, much of a surprise whenever they saw, like, yeah. But, like, Sarah's such, like, that tomboy behavior. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah, so Sarah locks herself in the bathroom and she refuses to open the door for anyone except Lorraine. So Lorraine comes in and she's like, she's like giving her a little pep talk. She does her makeup and hair. And whenever she comes out, everyone is so shocked. She has like her hair curled. She's wearing like a little bit of makeup and she's wearing like a pink floral skirt, which is so not Sarah. Yeah. And I, that, I don't like that they did that. Like, I think they could have done like a little bit of makeup, but still had like an outfit that like, I think that Lorraine her. still could have helped her and yeah. like, still had that moment. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, like even an outfit that's more. Like, just not pink. Well, yeah, and, like, they could have had her hair in, like, pigtail braids. Like, that's something she does, and that yeah. still could have been, like, a cute little, like, date thing, but it would have been more her character than, like, yeah. the curled the hair. stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do wish that they would have kept it more true to herself. Yeah, because, like, later on, we see her wearing, like, more skirts and stuff, but that's not who Sarah is. Like, that's not her character. No. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I, when I was in middle, when I was just, like, a little less middle school, more, like grade school I was definitely like if I had to dress up I did not want to wear a dress I did not want to wear my hair down I fought tooth and nail (laughs) so like I had compromised for like a nice braid and like maybe a skirt yeah but it was not like pink and floral like that (laughs) yeah um everyone is so shocked to see her that way her twin brothers say hubba hubba that's kind of weird yeah um, Mr. Murtaugh arrives to pick her up because Tom's going to be the one to take them home, which I'm kind of obsessed with. <laughs> My parents can pick us up if your parents can yeah. drive us <laughs> Um, so they eat dinner. We immediately cut to, like, at, like, right after dinner, Tom is just sitting there, like, in a ball of his own anxiety about yeah, his daughter going he's on a date. hearing date. her say, can I come and see with Elliot Murtaugh? Murtaugh? <laughs> yeah. Over and over. And he's like... I'm gonna go pick him up now, and Kate's like, the movie just started. And I wish, like, I feel like Kate would have fought him more on this. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, like, I gotta go to, like, the hardware store, you know, father of the daughter always arrives early. Yeah. Um, so he enters the theater, and he sits down next to Jimmy. So the theater's, like, two stories. There's this giant-ass balcony, which I've never seen a theater with a balcony, like, a movie theater with a balcony like that. So Sarah and Elliot are on the bottom. They're watching Ice Age. Yeah, they're watching Ice Age. (laughs) And he goes and sits down next to Jimmy in, like, the front row of the balcony. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm making sure that this movie is age-appropriate for our children. (laughs) It's fucking Ice Age. (laughs) And, um, so they have this, like, little scene. Like, they're both doing the same thing. They're, like, this is a scene where we're supposed to realize, like, they're more similar than they want to admit. Um, but they're, like, arguing about everything. The usher comes over and tells them to shut up. And then... I will say, like, Steve Martin and Eugene Levy, I feel like they were allowed to just, like, go off here. Yeah. Because it's, it's a scene of, like, just the two of them. I always no thought else. this was the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, well, because then yes. Elliot starts doing the move. Exactly. When I said that this movie taught <laughs> yes. me things, this 
this movie taught me things. <laughs> taught me I didn't know what the move was, and I've never not known since. I agree. I've never had the move done on me. Yeah, like the never. yawn and then it's yeah <laughs> I've never had someone that like had to yawn and then put their arm around me I don't know if it ever has specifically happened but if it did I would call it out immediately I'd be like the move <laughs> so Elliot starts to like stretch a little bit and yawn and then he like gently like places his arm around Sarah and Sarah definitely see- like I love Allison Stoner in this scene she just like opens her eyes like really wide like looks like back and forth like like what's he doing <laughs> And yeah, so, and, and Tom is like, he did the move. He did the move. And Jimmy's like, what? what is that? What are you talking about? And he's like, you never did the move? Were you ever a teenage boy? And so Tom demonstrates the move on Jimmy. He's like, oh, like, you know, you do a little yawn, you do a little stretch, and then you place your arm around the girl, and then you lean in a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and, and so <laughs> all the people behind Tom and Jimmy are, like, watching this happen, and... Gay. One of those people is Mrs. Landingham from the West Wing. I'd like to point out. I know you don't know who she's, that is. She's from Desperate Housewives too. Yeah, she like has a very like long illustrious career. I don't know why she was like an extra in the scene. And this is not, not yeah, this is post season two of the West Wing. So we already had she had already passed away, and we already had the season two finale. And we already had Martin Sheen like yelling at God for making Mrs. Landingham die. It was so good. He's such an iconic character. Anyway, Mrs. Landingham is there. for the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Landingham is there, and she's, like, telling them to shut up in the theater. Well, and she's like, oh, oh, no, this is inappropriate. Because yeah. a man putting his arm around another man. Yeah, and so they continue to bicker. And so Jimmy's like, no, like, my son would never do that. And Tom is like, all teenage boys are apes. And he's like, are you calling my son an ape? And he's like, he's a teenage boy. Yeah, he's an <laughs> ape. He's a hormone-filled, hormone-filled ape, just like you and I were, just like everyone else. <laughs> and so Jimmy, like pokes Tom and they like stand up and they well, start yeah. poking each other. Yeah, and he's like, that's all you got? You can't poke me any harder <laughs> in the middle of Ice Age. And they start fighting. This is okay. when Elliot and Sarah like both hear their dad's voices and they're like, uh Like turn around at the same time. Sarah looks absolutely mortified as one would. Yeah, and so much so her dad that is hanging off Jimmy the side pokes of the pokes Tom and Tom like falls backward and so Jimmy is holding his hands as Tom is backwards over the balcony and that's when Tom makes eye contact with Sarah and he's like, "Hi honey." Sarah also quickly moves Elliot's hand. She grabs yeah. it and pushes it back <laughs> so it's not punching her anymore. She's like, nope. I'm like, my dad's here. I love it so much. This scene alone. Exactly. An Oscar. This, okay, this scene alone is the reason why I like Cheaper by the Dozen 2 more than the first <laughs> so Cheaper by the Dozen. Um, <coughs> so, so we cut to Sarah getting back to the house, and she is pissed. She's pissed. Pissed. She like walks in the house. I think she like briefly tells everyone what yeah, happened. Yeah, she slams like what's she slams going on. the door, and Kate's like, "What happened?" And Sarah turns around and she tells all of her siblings. She's like, "Dad crashed my date with Elliot and totally embarrassed me." Yeah, and then walked away. And all the siblings and she's like, "And I'm not competing in your stupid cup tomorrow for what you did." Yeah, and all the siblings, which I really I, I like this part where all the siblings are like, "That was not cool, Dad. We're not going to compete either to stand with Sarah." Yeah. They're sticking up for her. They're not making fun of her. That's one thing that I really like because the family is very jokey, but I feel like at this point they understood, like, this was too far. This is not a place to joke. Yeah. She's very sensitive about this. Yeah. So. Especially even just her, like, walking out, like, no. Because even Lorraine was like, no one say shit because yeah. you all embarrass me so hard. And I feel like it was also a different, like, situation where, like, it'd be easy. Like, Lorraine could probably take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so all the siblings agree, and Kate's like, come on, Tom, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Tom, Nigel, and Kyle leave to compete in the cup the next day, just the three of them. Yeah. Because no one else wants to compete. Yeah. And then we see the Chiseler stealing a wallet, and so finally one of the kids throws a fucking skateboard at the wall and breaks a <laughs> hole in the wall, and they find all of this stuff that the Chiseler has stolen over the years. Like, all their memories and stuff like that. It, like, makes them reminisce. And there's this Baker flag that they used to use for the cup, and they're like... You know, dad and the twins are the only ones there now. Yeah, Kate, she doesn't say, like, go support your dad. She, said, she like, reminds them. She's like, you know, like, dad only gets out of his head just because he loves you all so much and he wants the best for you. And they're all like, yeah, like, it was shitty, but I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, so the whole Baker clan arrives to compete at the last minute. At first we see, like, Tom walking up with Nigel and Kyle approaching the Murtaugh's, and it's, like, just the two of them versus their eight and, like, their bot uniforms and swim shirts. Yeah, that's Sage Hit Team, <laughs> Team Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Yeah. But then all the bakers arrive, like they did, like, with the We Love the Coach scene, and they're all, they all have, like, matching, like, blue bandanas that they wear in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are headbands, some of them are tied around their ponytail, some of them are on the wrist. Um, and then we get this whole, like, competition montage over Holiday by Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, like, the A-toss, the volleyball, three-legged race, all the bakers are having a great time, fun family men's. Uh, Tom and Jimmy are on, like, a rolling log in the water. Um, and it ends in a tie between the Bakers and the Murtaugh's. Oh my god, this never happened. So so they must compete in a canoe race, and all members of the family must participate. However, Nora is due in a week. Yeah, so, so Tom's like, we're not gonna do that, Nora can't do that. And the, like, announcer is like, well, you'll have to work something out with Jimmy. He can't be like, okay... We, we, we won't make a pregnant Yeah, woman. he's like, if Jimmy's fine with Nora not competing, then it's fine. Yeah. But then Jimmy's like, guess he gotta forfeit. <laughs> the rules and the rules. And so, okay, this is a good part where Tom is like, okay, fine. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. put my daughter's health at risk. But then Nora's but like, then Nora. fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> this is also <laughs> a scene that always made me laugh. She comes, like, straight up to Jimmy Murtaugh, who, like, I'm sure, like, she did not give a shit yeah. at all. She goes straight up to Jimmy Murtaugh and she says, oh, I'm gonna compete. <laughs> and she gets right in his face and she says, you just pissed off a severely hormonal pregnant woman. She turns around and she goes, let's do this! <laughs> yeah, so they are going to canoe. Um, we also get a brief moment where they're walking and Anne tells Charlie, hey, stick to the left side. Like, the current isn't as strong there or something like that. So she's mm-hmm. even trying to help them. I, I think both of the families realize at this point that this r- rivalry is between their it's dads. It's just their dads and only stupid. and they don't need to play along. Yeah. Um, so the race starts, they're all canoeing, it's they're neck and neck for a while, um, and then <laughs> Bud says, I think we're letting on water, and then Nora's like, no, my water broke, and so everyone screams. <laughs> Including Bud, just yeah. starts screaming. <laughs> he goes, Nora's water broke, and the whole family just goes, ah! Yeah, and so the Murtaugh's are still swimming, and that's whenever, uh, They're, like, trying to pull ahead, and yeah. so they can't just be like, hey, so Tom starts waving his flag. To, like flag down Jimmy but he's like Jimmy Jimmy like hey yeah and everyone's like hey should we stop and Jimmy's like no this is the oldest trick in the book they're just trying to slow us down they're like no like it seems like something's probably wrong yeah so they keep going and then the bakers are like whatever like we like they're like trying to ask for help or like you know let them know like whatever like we're gonna turn around and Mark's like we can cut through the woods and like get to the main road the hospital's like right there so they like start turning around and Annie stops rowing because they're like hey like we think like something's wrong like they're like rowing away so Jimmy's like, no, like, everyone go, everyone go. But Annie stops, and she goes, no. And she finally, like, stands up to Jimmy, and she's like, listen, I am, like, he calls her superstar throughout the whole movie. He's like, I'm not your superstar. Like, I'm going to go to art school. I don't want to go to Harvard. And then she, like, pulls down <laughs> the back of her pants, and she's like, not, like, fully. 
like the like waistline of her pants. She's like, you like my tramp stamp? Um, and then she swims into the water and goes after the bakers, and all of her siblings follow. So this is when, um, like, Jimmy starts, like, yelling at his kids, but that's when Serena turns around. She's like, what is wrong with you? Like, your children are trying to tell you something, and you're too stupid to listen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you don't turn this boat around and go and help them, you're going to start looking for wife number four. And so this is where I appreciated what they did with Serena's character, because they very well just could have made her, like, a blonde bimbo like every other character Carmen Electra played. Yeah. But I really like that she was, like cared for these kids that she kind of took on. Yeah, they humanized her instead yeah, of making her instead an of making object. Her an op- yeah, basically. Yeah. And was able to help, like, basically the final straw on top of her kids to help to help Jimmy come around and realize how much of an idiot he's been. Right, and she's not, like, the laugh, like, they did earlier in the movie make her kind of, like, a laughing, like, part of it, but this- Like, whenever we first saw her, they're like, oh, like, you know, young blonde chick with old rich guy. Yeah. But, but then, like, the more the movie went on, the more they, like, gave her- enough traits that, like, any other minor character would have. Yeah, and then she's more likable than Jimmy, so, like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, because Jimmy starts being, like, she's, like, Tom, like, always won everything. Like, my dad even liked him better than me. Like, everyone always liked him better than me. And Serena's, like, <laughs> shut up! She said, who cares? I wasn't even born when yeah. that happened. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, that happened 20 years before <laughs> I was born. She's, like, you have a wife and children now. Like, yeah. Um, so, so both families end up finding each other, and they are finding their way to the road. They end up running to the hospital. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like they said, like, the hospital's, like, just up the road, but yeah. Charlie and Tom are basically carrying Nora, because yeah. she can't move. Um, Kenny and Mark are able to, like, lead their way through the forest, because they're, like, each other's opposites in the family. Yeah, so the 20 people enter the hospital <laughs> together, all screaming about a pregnant woman. Yeah, um, well, and then Nora actually starts screaming from pain. Yeah. Which causes Bud to start screaming because she's, like, <laughs> squeezing his head. Yeah. Um, so they go to take her back, and they all try and go into the room, and they're like, only family! And they're like, we are family! And they're like, okay, you can only pick a few people. Yeah, so, so yeah, mom, her mom. mom just goes, she's like, well, I'm her mother! Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then Bud is like, hey, Lorraine, you want to come back and watch the birth? We want you to be the godmother, which is, like, very nice, but I... That's terrifying. If my brother was like, oh, you want to see my wife give birth? Mm, I want to be there and meet the baby soon after, but in the room? I don't know. That seems intense. Everyone, I once watched a YouTube family where, like, their children under 10 watched their mom give birth. I I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've seems never intense. been in that situation. I think I would rather just be in the waiting room. I've never been in that situation, so I do not know. Um, yeah, because they asked Lorraine to be the godmother. So the, all the families are hanging out in the waiting room. Um, Charlie and Annie approach their fathers, and Charlie says, I don't want to go to school in the city. I'm going to move up here in the fall and open up a garage. And Annie's like, I'm going to take art classes uh, in Wisconsin. Um, so Jimmy is kind of angry at first, but both Tom and Serena, like, pull him back in. Like, he starts to like, get upset, and they're like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and they also have this moment where they're talking about it, and they're like, all of our kids are good kids, like, despite our yeah. different ways of parenting and, like, the ways that we've messed up, like, they're good they're kids. They're still, like, bickering, but... <laughs> yeah. They're still good kids. Yeah. Tom is also accepting of Charlie, um, and then Bud comes out to announce that the baby has been born. So, Tom goes into the delivery room, followed by everyone. It is a baby boy. Um, we learned that Bud bought the house at the lake. So it oh it belongs to them now because that was like the last property that like Jimmy hadn't bought yet. Yeah. 
Um, Nora announces that the baby's name is Tom after her father. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's this very nice moment. He's very touched. Tom holds Tom. Classic. (laughs) And a single tear falls from Steve Martin's eye. (laughs) Yeah, I I know the reaction was supposed to be like stoic. Like he's like so honored that they named the baby after him. If I named my baby after someone and their reaction was just like to look at me without saying anything, I'd be a little underwhelmed. (laughs) A single tear? Come on. He was raised in a generation where men don't cry. <laughs> you think he's going to cry? <laughs> he wanted to name he wanted them to name their child after football players and they said what Dick if we name it after McNulty? Yeah, what if we name it after my dad? <laughs> I never under I never really understood like that Bud's last name was McNulty. Because it all just, like, flowed. I was like, Dick Budkiss McNulty. And then he's like, Donna Budkiss McNulty. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a weird, like, group of words. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to uh, Bud and Nora are leaving before everyone else. Obviously, they have to get their newborn baby back. Sunday morning by Maroon 5 is playing. Classic. Um, Kate is narrating, as she did in the beginning, just, like, you know, about the lessons they learned about, like, letting their kids grow up. But, like, they'll always, as long as they, like, always offer them a home and a safe place to come home to. Um, and then we get the scene of Tom and Kate dancing on the dock, and the dock breaks off, and so they're, like, floating in the water. All the kids are watching. It's very nice. Uh, we also get some bloopers at the end, but they are not as good as the first movie. It's just people laughing. But no at least this time, it's not um, a mother-son <laughs> yeah. kissing each other. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Watner did not kiss Jimmy Murtaugh. <laughs> did not kiss Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah, that's Cheaper Brother Dozen 2. That is Cheaper Brother Dozen 2. It's a classic. Sorry you guys Love had to it. wait an extra week, but it was worth the wait. I it was. I'm telling you now. I would, it would, I would not have been good. <laughs> I would not have been on. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it's a good one. We wouldn't have had our fun side tangents about which Baker kids which are gay. <laughs> Why the movie theater scene is the best movie. <laughs> is the best scene. The move. The move. <laughs> How, and like, like, do people, like, <laughs> is the move called the move because of this movie? Like obviously, I can't imagine game. it any other way. Like, I, like I only know it from this movie exactly. too. Exactly. Like, incredible. <laughs> it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, I give this a five out of five, as I do all the cheaper by the dozens. Well, yeah. all the Steve Martin cheaper by the dozens. Yeah, I give this a five out of five as well. Um, this one I think is a little bit better than the last one, mostly, like I said, because of the movie theater scene. Very funny. Um, yeah, having another like professional comedian, comedian, I definitely think upped it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not going to watch The Cheaper Brother Dozen with Zach Braff and First of Gabrielle all, it's Eugene. not A Cheaper Brother Dozen. It is a yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. It's a blended family. It's yeah. yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. I do like the fact that it's an interracial family. Maybe when we watch Yours, Mine, and Ours, we might lump it in there. We'll I don't know. We'll consider it, yeah. We'll we, consider it. We've also been getting lots of questions of when we're going to be watching <laughs> Zombies I know you all, all the fans have been asking. Exactly. Even my brother, who I don't think regularly <laughs> listens to the podcast, asked when we're going to add it all to the All the fans. List. Exactly. We have a schedule, okay? Yes. So obviously we have to round out our Hillary Duff marathon with a Cinderella story. Classic. The most classic of all the classic Hillary Duffs. Yes. And then we can't just go to a Cinderella story without going to another Cinderella story starring yes. Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. So we will do that. And then we will do Zombies 3. Yes. So in Three weeks times six and, weeks. Yeah, so like a month and a half from now, we'll be back with Zombies Which 3. Is probably about the amount of time I need to prepare myself to watch Zombies 3. It's true. So, <laughs> But next week we're watching a Cinderella story. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Not next week, the week after that. Yeah. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.